We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to another uncontested postgame podcast. Thanks for following along with me tonight as the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Miami Heat 118 102. It's the seventh straight win for OKC, currently the longest active win streak in the league. It's also tied for the longest win streak the Thunder have had this season. This comes on the heels of a stretch where OKC lost five out of six games. And what's interesting about that is the other seven game win streak they've had this year came after they started the season 0 of 4. So it's kind of encouraging as a fan to look at that and see, okay, when the Thunder have a poor stretch where they're not playing great, I think it's a great sign to be able to see this team really take a look at things and respond in a positive way, not letting those wins necessarily put them into a spiral, but to learn from them, uh, to take a bad stretch and, and turn it into some positives. And the Thunder have had a lot of positives in this seven-game win streak. A lot of these things I'm going to discuss tonight probably sound familiar because that's the same kind of things that have been leading the charge for this team in all of their wins lately. But it seems to me that the Thunder have kind of found a magic formula throughout this win streak. And if they continue to be able to tap this formula, they continue to get big performances out of guys like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Dennis Schroeder. They're going to continue to win a lot of games, and they're going to continue to be a force to be reckoned with all the way into the playoffs. Let's jump right in. There's no better place to jump in than with who I just mentioned, Paul Clifton, Anthony George. Just another ridiculous game for the all-star starter. Tonight, he put up 43 points off 14 of 23 shooting and a ridiculous 10 of 16 shooting from three-point range. He also tacked on seven rebounds, five assists, and two steals for good measure. And really, from the get-go in this game, PG was hot. 
In the first quarter, he put in 16 points off six of eight shooting and was three of three from three-point range. And it really felt like, you know, from the get-go, he came out ready to to score. He came out ready to put the team on his back, really kind of following up what he did in Orlando a couple days ago. And it, it continued all game long. Uh, he finished by setting a new Thunder record for three-pointers in the game with the 10 that I mentioned. What's crazy is two games ago against the Milwaukee Bucks, he actually tied the existing Thunder record with eight at that time. And that's not the first time he's done that this season. This is actually, uh, Brett Dawson tweeted this tonight. This was his 13th game this season with five or more threes. What's interesting about this is while Paul George has always been a good shooter, I think he he's shooting three-pointers specifically at a level that he's never done before in his career. This tweet uh, came across my twi- timeline tonight from Shane Young, and I thought it was super fascinating. Last season, Paul George set a career high for makes from three-point range with 244. This season, he's currently on pace for 299, and he's doing that at a higher volume and efficiency than Clay Thompson. You think about Clay Thompson as being one of the most prolific three-point shooters of all time. So to have Paul George in that conversation, but also in that conversation, but a little ahead of Clay Thompson, is really just unbelievable. I mean, what what we're seeing from Paul George this season is honestly more than I thought he had in him. He was a fantastic player in Indiana. I think people sometimes forget how much of a a threat he was to LeBron in the East. We always think about LeBron kind of having that free road to the playoffs no matter where he played. But really, you know, he gave LeBron some fits. There were years where he was really going toe-to-toe with LeBron, and it looked like, you know, he might be be his equal. Now, obviously... uh, he, he went through the injury. People wondered if he would be the same player. The, the way things played out last season in Oklahoma City, obviously trying to get the fit with Russell and Carmelo. He had that ridiculous amount of like blood and pus in his arm, which obviously is going to hamper things a little bit, uh, but wasn't quite playing like himself. But I think, you know, in my mind, I looked at what we got from PG last year and it's like, yeah, PG's really good. And if we can get that next year, but like get Melo off the court and replace him with somebody serviceable, this team's going to be awesome. I don't think I was prepared to get the Paul George that we're getting this season, which is just on a totally different planet. I think, you know, there's an argument to be made that he is playing better right now than what we got from Kevin Durant when he was on the Thunder. And the argument stems from his defense. Paul George is defending at an elite level. He is the best defender on the floor on any given night, not just for the Thunder, but for the opponent as well. He's playing at a defensive player of the year level, but he's doing it with unbelievable offense, especially lately. He's putting up offense that when he's hot, you know, it rivals what Kevin Durant did when he was in Oklahoma City. But Kevin Durant was never the defender that Paul George is, especially not now. So I think there, there's an argument to be made. I'm not necessarily trying to compare the two. I don't, I don't think it's a comparison or a, a fight that needs to be had. But I think we just kind of need to appreciate what we're getting from Paul George because it's unreal. I don't think anybody expected this when the trade went down. And, and I think it, it opens up the thunder to a ceiling that I honestly didn't think would be achievable again once Kevin Durant left the thunder. So God bless Paul George. Uh, let's move on. The we we also we have to talk about Russell Westbrook. He got his 18th triple double of the season. Uh, also his fifth straight. If you're keeping track at home, 
He hit the triple-double mark with six minutes and 30 seconds left in the third, which is just absurd. Uh, Finished with 14 points off six of 10 shooting overall, 12 rebounds, 14 assists, kind of just like Paul George. He came out swinging in the first quarter. He had five rebounds and eight assists and also five points uh, really quick in that first quarter. And by halftime, he was up to nine rebounds and 10 assists. And you start thinking like, Russell's going to come out and put up this triple-double in like two minutes in the third quarter. Took a little bit longer than that. But overall, I thought Russell played a fantastic game. Uh, For being smart with his shot selection, like I said, he only finished with 10 shots, uh, only shot one three-pointer. I think those are the kind of numbers that we've been seeing from Russell Westbrook lately. Uh, And I think it's not a coincidence that it comes as part of that seven-game win streak. I think Russell has been, you know, on a little bit of a roller coaster ride this season, trying to figure out how to play in a, a little bit of a new style. But I think he's really found his groove lately where he doesn't look overly passive. He looks decisive. He's controlling the game. I felt like early on, uh, like I mentioned, he had five rebounds and eight assists in the first quarter. He came out and was dishing. He was making smart plays. He was trying to find guys, trying to set guys up, specifically Paul George in that first quarter. And he was really uh, doing things for this Thunder team that he hasn't always done in his career. But I think right now with the guys that they have, it's exactly what they need him to do. And I think when you when you get a game like tonight and a game like he's had recently, it really makes the kind of national narrative that Russell Westbrook isn't having a great season. It really makes it look silly. Like, let's be real here. The man's averaging a triple double for the third straight season. He's got 18 triple-doubles this season. Nobody else in the league is close. Yes, his shot's been off. Yes, it's been a little bit of a weird year for Russ, just trying to figure out that new playing style. But you can't deny, like, he's doing things tonight that if any other point guard in the league put up these numbers, they'd get a whole Sports Center segment dedicated to them. But because it's Russ, all we're going to do is talk about his poor shooting or, oh, his free throw shot's broken or, oh, Paul George is the best player on that team now. Like, I don't get it. Is that supposed to be a diss? Like, yeah, Paul George is great, but, like, Russell's really good, too. And when KD was here, it was the same equation. And who cares because the Thunder are winning. Uh, They're sitting in third place in the West. Like I mentioned, they're on the league's longest active winning streak. Like, these stupid debates that happen on NBA Twitter uh, just kind of frustrate me because you you look at the season that he's really having when you actually dive into it. Has it been perfect? Has he been 100% all year? No, but he's also sat out two different stretches with injuries. So I think what he is giving to this team, and especially as of late, I feel like he's really finding his rhythm and really kind of showing us what this like Russ 2.0 can look like, uh, where he's still bringing this kind of like crazy athleticism, but it's almost like harnessed a little bit. Whereas Russ used to be this kind of like uncontrollable cannonball that just tore through everything on the court. Now he's a little more restrained, but he can still turn it on when he wants to. Like there were still multiple times tonight where he just all of a sudden took two steps and exploded to the basket before anybody even knew where he was. And that's the Russ that we've always known and loved, but he's being smarter about it. And it's coming in tandem with those really excellent passes and assists that he's putting up this year that... I don't know. I just think it's a different Russ, but I think it's an equally as excellent Russ as to what we've seen in the rest of his career. The next guy I want to talk about now is Dennis Schroeder. So first quarter, while Russ and PG were putting on a clinic on the heat, uh, Schroeder was scoreless. But then the second quarter happened. 
Uh, <laughs> Dennis Schroeder erupted for 24 points in the second quarter alone off of nine of 10 shooting and being four or five from three. Like it was unreal. It kind of made Paul George's offensive explosion in the first quarter look a little mundane because I mean, everything he threw up, you just knew it was going in. It was kind of unbelievable again for a guy that has kind of been struggling a little bit the last few games. It seems like he's really found his footing and really started to find his groove. And again, I don't think it's a coincidence that that ties in with this win streak, the Thunder are on. There's a great tweet at halftime tonight from Antonio Daniels that said in the last 29 minutes of game time, Dennis Schroeder is 16 of 18 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3 for 42 points. So you take the second half explosion that he had against the Magic and the first half tonight, and he was just on a tear. It's still, I'm still waiting for Dennis to put together like two halves because while he had 24 points in the second quarter, he ended with 29. I'm not going to fault him too much tonight, though, because the game was like very well in hand in the second half. We didn't need that from him. But I think one of these days, Dennis is going to figure out how to put two halves together, and it's going to be scary for the rest of the league because Dennis is, we've said this, you know, over and over this season, he's a starting caliber point guard in this league that's coming off the bench for the Thunder and his willingness to accept that role and what he can bring to this bench unit uh, when he's on is unbelievable. He had a bit of a bad stretch, kind of coinciding with when the Thunder lost five of six. Uh, The bench unit was struggling, and I think he was a big part of that. But lately, he's been kind of back to his old self. His shooting's been excellent. He's really been a spark off the bench. And when you think back to you think back to last year, but you know, it's hard not to think back to two years ago when anytime Russell left the floor, the Thunder just completely imploded. But even last year, you know, if you didn't have Russ or Paul George on the floor, the Thunder just looked completely stagnant. They looked like they couldn't get anything going, and any lead they had was sure to evaporate. It's just such a luxury for this team that you don't have that problem anymore because you have a guy like Dennis Schroeder that comes off the bench, and you know when when you have as much spark as he can bring, it doesn't matter if the rest of your bench has a great night or not because he can really kind of carry this team from an offensive production standpoint, and that's what we saw tonight. The Thunder were able to extend their lead with him on the floor. You didn't have to worry about... Uh, when Russ or PG goes to sit, that everything falls apart. It, it's a nice stabilizer to have Dennis Schroeder off the bench. I do think Billy needs some uh, deserves some credit for this also. Kind of during that uh, losing streak where the Thunder lost five of six, you know, the, the rotations were a little bit different. He started staggering uh, Russ and PG lately, and I think that's another key factor to this win streak is Billy D kind of adjusted his rotations so that PG comes off at a little bit different time and Russell comes off at a different time. So you're kind of spreading those guys minutes out and changing the way they overlap so that maybe PG's out there with Schroeder or Russ and Schroeder are out there together. And I think that helps kind of use the personnel in a little bit better way than they were using them before when just all of a sudden you yank Russ and PG and Schroeder's out there with the bench unit and sometimes things would get a little stagnant. I think using Schroeder in tandem with one of those guys is really where his potential shows. And I think that's that's when we see the Thunder at their best. Overall, you know, the the rest of the stat lines are not that remarkable. Steven Adams finished with a pretty quiet 13 points. Jeremy Grant had eight. Terrence Ferguson had zero, but honestly, we didn't need it from him. Uh, The rest of the bench guys, Noel put in four, Patterson five. He had a three tonight, which is always nice to see Patterson hit a three. 
Also great to see Alex Abrinas back out there. He played nine minutes. He didn't hit a shot tonight. Uh, it's it's a slight upgrade over the six minutes that he played the other night against the Magic. And, you know, honestly, it's just great to see Abrinas back out there. We have no idea what's been going on. Uh, obviously, something serious. It was an illness, and then it was personal reasons, and we never got an explanation. I don't know that we ever need one, uh, but we made a lot of jokes about it. But in all honesty, it's great to see him back out there. I hope everything's okay. I hope he, he can get back into kind of NBA game shape and start to be a real contributor for this team uh, as we move into the playoffs because what he was doing off the bench for this team early in the season was so promising that I'd love to see him get back to that level and really become a key piece of this uh, second unit as the Thunder makes a playoff push. So the other thing I want to mention, you know, being the resident like uniform guy uh, is Miami's uniforms tonight. Like, let's be real. Those are probably the best set in the NBA. Uh, the black and pink and teal. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Like, they're just flat gorgeous. And I think it's awesome that the Heat have a uh, court design that goes with it. They have a few variations of this uniform. They also have a pink one this season. They have the white ones. Uh I think it's an awesome color scheme. I love that they have the court to go with it. If you follow me uh, at OKC Tracker on Twitter, you've probably seen, you know, I said, man, it'd be awesome if the Thunder had a city edition court to go with those awesome teal uniforms that they have. Uh, I put together a concept for that. And so when you when you have a game like tonight where you see Miami out on that black and pink court, it's just Man, it looks awesome, and I really hope the Thunder go that route one day, if not a full rebrand. I'd love to see them embrace kind of this alternate court thing because I think when you see it on a team like Miami tonight, it just works so well. But honestly, like, if Miami rebranded to this look full-time, would anyone be mad? Would anyone miss the red and black? I know I wouldn't. I think this look screams Miami, and I think it'd be awesome if they used it full-time. Speaking of jerseys, though, uh, after the game, PG and Dwayne Wade swapped jerseys, which was a really cool moment. You know, Dwayne Wade's kind of on his like uh, his retirement tour. So after every game, he he does a jersey swap with a player, usually a guy that he's gone toe to toe with quite a bit over his years. Uh, so, you know, PG and Dwayne, they had some great battles throughout the years when when PG was in Indiana. They played each other a lot in the Eastern Conference. And, but especially after a night like tonight where Paul George just goes off, it was really cool to see him uh, get to meet up with Dwayne Wade and have that kind of moment of mutual respect with a future Hall of Famer. It's just it's cool. And I think it's awesome if you didn't hear the news. Uh, Adam Silver came out today and said that. Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki were going to be honorary all-stars in the upcoming all-star game. And I think that's such a cool gesture. Like there might be some people who are butthurt about it because of, you know, they didn't get voted in or whatever, but like, let's be real. The all-star game, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be about entertainment. Like I don't care about LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, shooting elbow jumpers or something like that. Uh, but seeing Dwayne Wade out there and like if he gets on the same team as LeBron to see him get like one more alley-oop to Braun in in his career I think those are the kind of moments that's why you really want to play the all-star game those are the kind of things that it's all about so that wraps up tonight let's look ahead the Thunder schedule they play on Sunday a one o'clock tip-off on ABC they play the Boston Celtics up in Boston. That'll be a really tough game. The Celtics have been playing pretty well lately, although who knows what Kyrie's thinking right now. Uh, he might be 
<laughs> he might be ready to pack up and leave Boston, but he's still a dangerous player. The Thunder will try and get that one in before the Super Bowl starts. And then they uh, come back home for a couple games. They play the Magic. Uh, we just played them a few nights ago, and they're going to make a return trip to Oklahoma City on Tuesday. And then the following Thursday, which is trade deadline day, which, you know, given the trend of this last week, could be an absolutely insane day in the NBA. The Thunder faced the Grizzlies that night in Oklahoma City. And what we know about the Grizzlies lately is that they're kind of ready to blow it all up. So depending on what happens that day, uh, who knows how many players show up with Memphis in Oklahoma City that night. Could be a bit of a a skeleton crew uh, for that one, but should be entertaining nonetheless. That'll do for us tonight. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along with us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter if you're into uniforms or shoes or any of that kind of stuff at OKC Tracker. Be sure to like, uh, subscribe, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. If you can't find us on your preferred podcast app, let us know, and we'll make sure we get on there. Uh, like I said, uh, we really appreciate you following along with us. We appreciate you listening. If you haven't yet, we'd love if you would leave us a five-star review. Uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to interact with us. But if you like the content we're putting out there, go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. It'd really mean a lot. Uh, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, be sure to tune in on Sunday. We'll get another post-game podcast up following that Boston Celtics game. But thanks for listening tonight and Thunder Up. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.